listeners, welcome to episode 16 of the Faithful Mom Boss Podcast. Today, I wanted to talk about an episode that I'm really excited to talk about, which is breastfeeding. Oh my gosh, all of the different thoughts that come up, the struggles, the challenges, the beauty of breastfeeding. There's so many things that we could talk about on this topic, but I just want to share my story just because breastfeeding is something that I remember going into being extremely passionate about making sure I was successful at it. I was definitely a little fearful because it was something that I really, really wanted to do and I wanted to do it really well and I wanted to be successful at it. It was important to me for a number of reasons, but I just loved the organic aspect of it, the inherent natural aspect of it, knowing that my body could provide all of the nutrients for my baby was something that really resonated with me. And then also just knowing and understanding the science behind how beneficial it would be to my babies to breastfeed them. And all of the data around how they are just more cognitively advanced, they have a better appetite, they are also nourished with all of the nutrients that they need. It is your body making exactly what your baby needs. And then it's so cool too how your breast milk evolves and accommodates whatever your baby is in need of in a lot of different ways. You'll see those pictures of people's like breast milk changing colors. So it was just so fascinating and cool to me. And it was always really important to me because I always wanted to do what I perceive to be the best thing for my babies. I mean, just as a mom in general, I obviously have a podcast for moms. So it's really important to me as far as being a mother. So the breastfeeding aspect of it just really resonated with me. And I loved the just the closeness that I sensed about it. Um, just that knowing of how close it brings you and your baby when you can do something like that. So lots of different feelings, but just mainly anticipation of excitement and wanting to do what I thought was best for my babies. So I'm going to just go through a couple of things that I recommend if you want to breastfeed and just some things to keep in mind, because I know it can be intimidating if you've never done it before, or if you've done it before and you felt like you could have done better or you weren't successful. So first, I just want to say a full disclaimer, like I'm not a lactation consultant. I'm really just sharing my breastfeeding journey and what I learned and what worked for me. So I don't want you to have any shame around any of this. I know there is a lot of mom shaming like around people deciding not to breastfeed for whatever reason that may be for you and you shouldn't have any guilt or shame. So it is important for babies to be fed. I was a formula baby. I was not a breastfed baby and I think I turned out okay. So it's all good. It's just, if this is something that's important to you, I want to share my knowledge, my wisdom, everything that I gained from breastfeeding both of my babies. I breastfed both, both of them for at least 15 months and that's without like supplementing or anything like that. So the only milk that they had for the first 15 months of their lives was breast milk. So I want to just say that one of the most important things to make sure you are doing if this is a journey you want to take on is to educate yourself 
on the technicalities around what will make you most successful. So one way I did that was I made sure I took I took an in-person breastfeeding class. I'm sure they have them online now through Zoom or any other aspect like that. But I took an in-person breastfeeding class and they highly recommended that if you had a spouse or a supportive person in your life that they come with you. And that is clutch especially for my experiences. So my husband came with me to the class. He was engaged. He was paying attention. And so when it came time to breastfeed, I had someone there that maybe remembered pointers that I didn't. And also, let me just say, I had two C-sections. So after a C-section, you're kind of groggy. You're high off of pain meds. Like you're not really fully aware of everything that's going on. So it was really clutch for me to have my husband there to be able to Watch for different hunger signs from the babies, which we'll talk about is one of the most important factors that you need to be aware of when you first start breastfeeding. Yeah, definitely educate yourself on the different positions that may work for you. I know I found like there was different positions that I found that worked better for one baby versus versus the other. Like for my son, the football hold was so so important for me with him because that's the only way I could really feel comfortable with him at first. But then my daughter, we just did the standard hold at first and that worked okay. So figure out the different holding positions. The other thing you want to know that I think is really important and significant in being successful is just to know that it is a full commitment and job. And why I say that is, especially in those first few weeks, it is so important for that baby to basically be on your boob almost 24 seven. And for some people that may seem overwhelming, but for me, it was like this natural, really important thing to do that I had this knowing in the sense that I needed to do this for my baby. And I think that's where sometimes that motherhood instinct really kicks in where it's like, whatever needs to be done for me to be able to be successful about this is gonna happen. So there's lots of what they call cluster feeding where the baby is just constantly on you. And you may think like, oh, well, I just fed the baby five minutes ago. It does not matter if the baby is showing signs that the baby is hungry, you put him or her on the breast. And the other reason why that's so important in the beginning, it's telling your body that you need your milk to fully come in. Because at first, after you have that baby, the initial liquid that comes up is colostrum, which is highly, highly nutritious, but it's in very small amounts. And that leads me to the other important aspect I want to talk about is that some people think, oh, breast milk is so thin, it's not good enough for it. Some people are thinking, man, I don't know if my baby is full. Well, the other thing that we really learned that was important for our breastfeeding journey is learning how teeny tiny their tummies are at the beginning. It's like the size of a marble. And that explains also too why they're constantly hungry, right? Like, so you have this, this milk that's going through their system. And it's digesting so quickly because it's in such small amounts and that's all their little tummies can hold. And as the days go on, it gets bigger and bigger. So then their tummies eventually get into like the size of an egg. So they're able to consume more breast milk. So I would just say, be mindful that you're going to be nursing around the clock at the beginning because it's helping your milk come in. And then also your baby's tummies are so teeny tiny. So it's just helping them be able to maintain that. So just Be aware of that and not be like, oh, I just fed him five minutes ago. You did, but now they're hungry again. And that's really important for them to keep nursing. And what I like about it too is it helps strengthen their jaw muscles. So they're getting stronger. They have to work for that that milk off of the breast. The other thing that I think is really important for you to know is that you don't want to introduce any bottles 
if it's your desire to exclusively breastfeed for a long period of time. And the reason why is your baby is learning how to extract milk from the breast, which takes completely different muscles than extracting it from a nipple from a bottle. They don't have to really work that hard to get the milk out of the bottle as they do out of the breast. So it's almost like you're spoiling them and teaching them they don't have to work that hard. So if they go back from bottle to breast, bottle to breast, it it can cause what they call, I think it's called like nipple confusion because it's like, well, it, it came out so easy out this bottle. Why is it not coming out as easy out of the breast? So you wait a while. I believe it's around at least like four to six weeks before you want to introduce the bottle. Same thing with the pacifier. You don't want to introduce a pacifier early on when you're trying to establish that nursing relationship. Once that's been established, I think again, that's four to six weeks. Then you can start introducing a pacifier. I used pacifiers with my both of my children, but they really didn't like them that much. They probably only used them for about three months anyway. So it just depends on the mom. But also, if that's something that you want to do as far as breastfeeding, I highly recommend holding off on all of those things. I remember I even got into it a little bit with the the nurse that came in to do the hearing test. She wanted to give my daughter a pacifier. And we were like, no, we're by the book on that. We are breastfeeding. We're on this journey. And so that's what we want to do. So I would say that's really important too. And then there is this little, um, this little gadget called the Haka. I highly recommend getting it because you're going to do a lot of leaking and you don't want that breast milk to go to waste. So whenever I would be nursing, I would notice that the other boob would start leaking because I'm having what we what you call a milk letdown. So the milk is coming out of the boob that's not being drunken out of by the baby. And I don't want that to go to waste. So I had a Haka contraption that I got from Amazon that I would put on my breast and that would catch the excess milk. So then I could use that milk to freeze it and store it. That way I had a nice supply ready to go when I went back to work or if I wanted my husband to take overnight duty or if I wanted to have a babysitter come so I could go on a date night, I was already being proactive in building up that milk supply so that I could make sure I could do this long-term. The other thing I wanna talk about real quickly is that just check with your insurance. If you're a working mom, most uh, insurance companies, they provide you either a free breast pump or like a discounted breast pump. And that's the one I use and it worked perfectly fine for me. I think it was an Amida. Um, I don't know if that was the best because I don't have anything to really compare it to because that's all I used, but it worked for me. So just look into that as well too, if that's something that you want to be able to do once you go back to work or if you want to start building up your milk supply, there is a way to increase your milk supply by doing what they call power pumping and pumping in between nursing sessions. So if you want to increase your production, that's something that you can do even before you you want to start bottle feeding. And then especially when you're ready to start using some of the milk to bottle feed that you've been storing, you already have a supply to work from. So I talked a little bit about your spouse, significant other, or your help person being very clutch because what you really have to watch for, especially at the beginning is any signs of hunger. And it's like this aggregated process, right? So they start off with just putting their fingers to their mouth and they'll just kind of keep moving their hands towards their mouthing area or they'll keep opening their mouths, open, shut, open, shut, open, shut. And that's like the early stages of hunger. That is when you want the baby to be put on the breast. 
if you don't put them on their breast at that point, it just elevates to more and more frustration for the baby. And so by the time you may recognize, oh my gosh, they're super hungry and they're crying and going crazy, it's really hard for them to latch on. Baby is learning too. They have a, they're born with this natural ability to suck but they're still learning how to latch onto the boob and how to do it in a way that gets good extraction of milk. You want that full nipple in the mouth. You want not very much of your areola showing because they should have be taking a huge bite of that nipple to be able to get the milk out. So that's one visual. So those are some of the things that I wanted to share that really helped me in being successful, having the education, understanding that it's a full-time commitment and that there's going to be lots and lots of nursing sessions at the beginning, and then understanding the physiology around the baby, that they have really tiny tummies, and so that's why they need to nurse so much, and just understanding how nutritious and how beneficial breastfeeding is, and then having that supportive person that can help you watch for those early, early signs of hunger so that you can go ahead and latch the baby to the boob before they start getting super frustrated. And also I would say, while I'm thinking of this too, always ask to see the lactation consultant while you're still at the hospital. They can come in, they're gonna watch how you are trying to latch baby, they'll give you pointers, they will coach you through it. If you're having any difficulties, they'll walk you through that and it's so nice to have that. There's also different like breastfeeding support groups that you can join as well too, which I think is very beneficial if you are on maternity leave because it can get lonely. And I've shared a little bit about my postpartum depression, but I'll talk about that probably more fully in another episode. The only other thing I wanted you to be aware of is something that I dealt with during my breastfeeding journey, which had to do with my mental health, which was called DMER. It's a mental health disorder that's associated and tied directly to milk letdown. So whenever I would have a milk letdown, I would have a huge rush of feelings of like hopelessness, despair, very, very dark feelings. And so I started researching it. And once I figured out what it was, I researched that one of the best ways to deal with it is just to understand the science behind it and knowing what it is, is super helpful in dealing with it. And the fact that you know that it's just associated with your milk letdown, it's only going to last for a few moments and then you'll be able to move through it. So just watch for any signs like that and talk to your doctor if that is something that you're dealing with. The other thing I wanted to talk about, because I am a coach for women who are trying to lose weight is a lot of people will try to start losing weight while they're breastfeeding, which is okay to do, but you always have to talk to your doctor. And I'm always a little bit weary about this because there's a fine line between managing your weight loss and also not impacting your breast milk supply, which can be a challenge in and of itself. But that was honestly a benefit to me. Like breastfeeding, I remember helped like me drop those first 30 pounds really quickly. But anyhow, back to the topic at hand, it's something that you want to talk to your doctor about if you want to be changing up your diet in order to lose weight and still breastfeed. So you'll have to really figure out what your maintenance calories are in order to produce the breast milk that you need to and how to reduce those to be in a calorie deficit and still be able to keep up your milk supply, which can be a little tricky. So I highly recommend working with your doctor, nutritionist, or coach to be able to do that so that you can manage all of that. I know how important it is for you to sometimes want to get your body back, but just know that this is a season, right? 
it's a season where you are pretty much giving up your body to another little human. And I think you'll be really proud of yourself if you can do it. And I also just wanted to talk about what I talked about on another episode with my sister. If you do have to supplement or you do end up having to go fully on formula, it's okay, mama, you're still doing a great job. But I just wanted to do this episode so I could share the pointers and tips that really helped me breastfeed my kiddos for over a year. And if you have any questions about this, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Stacey Michelle McRae. Please connect with me there if you haven't already. I also have a blog at StaceyMichelleMcRae.com. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group for mamas called Faithful Mom Boss. If you don't want to miss any other episodes from me, please subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, there's a little plus button at the right top hand corner with a circle around it. If you just tap on that, you'll be sure to be notified every time I drop a new episode. I also would appreciate if you left me a review on Apple podcasts to just write about how the podcast has helped you so far and what you love about it. So other mamas can get in contact with me. I'm so glad you keep coming up and showing up and meeting here with me every week. I hope you have an excellent week and I'll see you next week on the podcast.